With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raw and uncut, nigga Jack. You know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I have no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You want to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks for much having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. I'm, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border. We are TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream that show live. 24 7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available in our fantastic app. Live video, past videos. Uh, we've got audio, 24-7 stream. Everything is available on our app, including social media, Facebook, Twitter as well. Go over to JiggyJaguar.us. It's J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R.us, or J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R.com. For more information. And, of course, today on our big broadcast, we've got some great guests We've got some great Skypers, we've got some great YouTubers, we got all sorts of stuff going on. However, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. This campaign is ongoing, and it was created August 28th by Randy Richardson in Irving, Texas. Let's get Josh well again. Go to www.gofundme.com slash get-josh-well-again. We'll tell you a little bit more about this campaign. Um, this this woman's uh, son, Josh, has PTSD. He served in the U.S. Army for eight years and fought in both Iraq and Afghanistan. He has two brothers and is the middle son and is the father to a beautiful little girl. He took a hit. Rock bottom. He disappeared for three days. Through lots of help from friends and family, he was found in California and was returned home by an army buddy on Friday, 8-24-2018. They were able to get him treatment at Granite Mountain Rehabilitation in Prescott, Arizona, about two hours from where they lived. He's gotten a loan to cover his medical expenses to make him well again. He's asking for your help to reduce the burden on his finances. Anything you can do will be greatly appreciated. They're going to be posting progress. They're going to be giving us updates. We want you to share this. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E. Get that campaign out there. Hello? Paula, how are you? It's James Lowe with uh, iHeartRadio calling you for your radio interview. How are you, my friend? Hi, 
James, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Let me uh, grab our other two uh, co-hosts here, Dan Perkins and uh, IQ Al Rizzoli, and we will uh, get everything in here on our big program. And uh, I, I appreciate you making time for us today. It definitely has been a... Uh, it, Man, Dan is excited to talk to you. He is burning up the line here. We are gonna, we are gonna connect him here on Skype, uh, and uh, and and get him in here. Uh, I know we've got a lot of people that are excited to uh, to be talking to you today here on our big broadcast. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, get a hold of us online. You can check. There is Dan Perkins. There is IQ Rizzoli right on time. Uh, we have got a uh, great guest with us today. Uh, the boys are excited to be talking to uh, Pastor Paula White, personal minister and spiritual advisor to President Donald J. Trump. And they are the attacks on Kavanaugh attack on religious Americans? And uh, that's the question that we're asking today with Pastor Paula White. Now, um, Pastor, talk to us about this Kavanaugh situation. I'll start there. Okay. Well, I have never seen anything like this. As we are in unprecedented uh, times, um, I think I put out a statement pretty early on, and as Senator, I'll just share my statement before we saw the trial last Thursday or saw anything take place. I said I'm very sensitive to anyone who has ever been through sexual abuse and trauma. And I put as part of my own background and pray that they find the help and healing to lead a stable life. Nevertheless, these allegations leveled against Judge Kavanaugh 35, 36 years ago certainly have a lot of suspicion with significant gaps, little memory, no eyewitnesses, contradicting testimony as to whether Kavanaugh was even present and uncharacteristic of his alleged behavior to his lifetime patterns and good reputation. I said it makes it difficult to not believe that campaign and tactic to delay the appointment of why most conservatives and evangelicals voted President Trump into office, and that's judiciary appointment. Um, as we have advanced, what, four or five days now, it just continues to uh, see people's lives, what they're doing to both of these people in the, in the heart of politics. It's um, unprecedented. And uh, I think Senator Lindsey Graham tweeted it out best when he said, we're witnessing, what we're witnessing is the total collapse of the traditional confirmation process for Supreme Court nominee is being replaced by a game of delay, deception, and wholesale character assassination. We have got... Hey, that is that is a terrific starting point. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Uh, she's our guest here on our program, Pastor Paula White, personal minister, spiritual advisor to President Donald J. Trump. She is the author of the book, Dare to Dream, Understand God's Design for Your Life. And she also hosts a television show, Paula White Today. And uh, Dan, do you have any questions here for, for the pastor? Um, I could probably bury the pastor in questions, but... I just wanted to point out, I didn't get a chance to send it to you, Jim. Uh, I have a commentary out on Newsmax yesterday on this very issue. Um, I thought, Pastor, and um, I was listening with great intensity to what you said, and I don't know whether it was an intentional slip, a, a subliminal slip, or what it was, but you you characterize 
you used the word, I'm going to say in a moment, but when you were describing what happened last Thursday, you used the word trial. Did you intend to use the word trial, or was it, what was, I'm curious, because it was You know, Dan, I didn't. I, no, it wasn't a trial, and I, uh, thank you for pointing that out, because it wasn't. It's probably the fact that I got two hours of sleep, and got on a plane to come on to see my husband here in San Francisco. So thank you very much for correcting that for me. It wasn't so much that I was correcting it as I thought that your characterization was uh, uh, was very very spot on, as the British say. Yeah, I, I, I say look, it, it kind of felt like it, didn't it? Oh, uh, some people might call it a monkey trial. Um, and uh, that's not a racial slur. That's just a, a name that's used for trial trials that are um, not uh, uh, honest and true. I I look at this, and and I have, and Jim can attest to this, and and IQ. I have been saying, even before Kavanaugh was actually named, um, a lot of people. Pastor, do not understand what's really going on here. And right. what's going on, at least from my perspective, and I'm not saying that I'm, I believe I'm right, because I believe I am, but I, I think that the people do not under, understand what's really going on. It's not about whether he was throwing ice at somebody in a bar in high school. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about that for the last 40, 40, 38 years, when a new congressman or a senator or president took office in Washington, D.C., he was given a copy, at least a verbal copy, of the Democratic playbook for Republicans. And that Democratic playbook has been, from the very beginning, when it first started coming out before Ronald Reagan, was, look, the practical reality, gentlemen, is that we're in charge. Whether we have control of the Congress or whether we have control of the White House, we are in charge. And you're going to do what we tell you to do. And if you don't do what you tell us to do, there will be hell to pay. And wow. so they have ruled by intimidation for almost 40 years. And Republicans, we've always... People have always wondered, well, why don't the Republicans fight back? The answer is the playbook doesn't allow them to fight back. The playbook says when you come to Washington, you follow the Democratic rules. And when you have the Democratic Party, like they are today, in the minority in the House and the Senate and the presidency, just listen to the words that the, quote, Democratic leadership uses. For example, you hear on a regular basis from Chuck Schumer the minority leader of the Senate, the word demand. I demand that the yeah. hearings be postponed. I demand this. I demand that. That's usually a word that's done by somebody in power. Even though he's the minority, he's in power. What happened here was yeah. Donald Trump came to town, and he wouldn't take the playbook from anybody. In fact, Correct. he started out destroying the playbook. And so what happened was you began to see, for example, in the House hearings over what was going on with, uh, with um, 
the Russian collusion and all that stuff, you began to see House Republicans who were tried to be intimidated by the Democrats by distracting and disrupting the hearings, you heard for the first time House Republicans standing up, and in essence, in my words, they said, shut up. Correct. Then we go, then we go into last week, and we go into this hearing about uh, Dr. Ford and, and the judge, and you heard virtually the entire side of the Republican side of the committee grow a backbone. And they challenged, right. they challenged the minority uh, member, Dianne Feinstein, for leaking this. And if you look, followed that testimony and you followed Corcoran's charge to, to Dianne Feinstein, nobody on the Democratic side stood up and said, you're wrong, you're a liar. Nobody disputed what had happened. Then you had the afternoon session and... Judge Kavanaugh, unlike President George Bush, 43, and Bush, 41, who kowtowed to the Democratic Party, took the abuse, didn't strike back because, quote, it wasn't presidential, Judge Kavanaugh came out with both guns blasting, destroying the Democratic playbook. And they didn't know how to deal with him because he was off he didn't follow the playbook, and he's taking the lead from Donald Trump. Today I heard one of the senators say, you know, he, his demeanor before the committee disqualifies him from being a Supreme Court judge. And I'm saying when I'm hearing that, screaming at the radio, wait a minute, this man has been accused of these dastardly deeds, and the fact right. that he's fighting for his reputation with passion and gusto, that's what I want. Absolutely. And I think, uh, as you have so clearly laid out, Dan, I mean, that was, I think, had he not had the passion, conviction, fortitude that he did, um, it, it was beyond compelling, very convincing. And if we back up even before uh last Thursday, and we look at six cleared FBI background investigations, 17,000 mm -hmm. pages of judicial opinion, speeches rights, you know, 290,000 pages of publicly accessible emails and other documents, 34 hours of sworn testimony, sworn testimony, mm -hmm. 1,200 right. questions, which is more than all other SCOTUS nominees combined. I mean, it is, it is just um, really been as I said, mind-boggling. But you, you've stated and well, um, laid out something so perfectly, not only with our president, but also with Kavanaugh. Um, they are, let's call them disruptors. You said they yeah. do not play by the the playbook that has for so long said, okay, you guys be over here, play by the rules, do what's good. And I think that's what America did and why why we voted, and evangelicals particularly, voted Trump into office. They were looking for someone who had the courage to stand up. They were looking for someone who promised made, promised kept. You know, and, and they were looking for someone that would do what they said. And I, I could tell you, I've known him for 18 years and his family, First Lady Melania, Ivanka Garrett, 
I mean, Eric Lahr, Don Jr., Tiffany, everyone, uh, former Trump you know, employees that are still there. And, and so I've been in the integral, and I can say I've watched him over and over. I can tell you a story right. of where he has shaken a man's hand and then walked away and made a deal and kept that, though it wasn't the best deal because he said, but I shook their hand. And he, he right. was... He, He's the keeper of his word, and he does what he says he's going to do. Um, right. Behind the scenes, outside of even Kavanaugh, I've, I've had the privilege of being in many listening sessions and seeing with policy and legal, and um, as we put, seen over 3,000 faith leaders um, come through the White House last year alone. And not only are we watching this with the Supreme Court, but even our lower court appointees. We, we had a gift given to us that the last administration never thought uh, obviously, we would be in this position. And that was almost 178, I believe, lower court appointees. That's the 9th and 11th right. district. And we're, right. we're fighting the same thing. It's just not out there in the news. And what do you mean? It, we've, Don Gann and his incredible team had over 100 mm-hmm. vetted before the turn, you know, before the beginning of the year. And yet, right. they, I mean, it started with traditions, blue slip, and then it was. Um, have the 30-day, which usually it should be about an hour, but there's a, you know, you can hold them up for 30 days and then hold up for this. So I think we have now 35 or 38 that have gone through when we should have well over 100 qualified right. people like Amy Bear and so many others. And why is that? Right. Simple obstruction. Simply we're right. going to delay. We're going to run the clock out. We're going to, and, and that is we recognize how vitally important our Supreme Court is. But also those lower court appointees, I remind people, I mean, I think there's maybe three vacancies or so in, in the Southern California, and, and how much dynamics can change in so many of our uh, states and regions because this is where uh, we live in our states. This is what decides can I can I pray and serve soup at the same time? <laughs> I mean, yeah. literally, we're, the cases are going to come forth that, that before they ever get to the Supreme Court. And so it, it's it's not a, a new tactic that um, I've seen over the last two years. I've watched it on almost every level. And I, I pray that people really are seeing the veil removed and seeing what we are dealing with and what we're fighting. I mean, it was... Um, I, I just sometimes, I mean, I'm very seldom at a loss of words, but I think you articulated it perfectly because this has been almost a loss of words to watch what has transpired in the last several days. We've got I a, have a couple more. Well, hold hold on just a second, Dan. I want to get I want to get the plugs in here. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. <laughs> Pastor Paula White is joining us. She has got a fantastic book. It is out there everywhere. Um, this book is absolutely amazing. It is on Amazon. She is the author of the book Dare to Dream: Understand God's Design for Your Life. She has a television program, Paula White, today as well. Um, uh, Paula, before we get back to Dan, give us a little bit of details on your book here. You know, I wrote this uh, really identifying who you are in Christ, that you find your identity, the essence of your true nature, and that is 
Um, I think so many people lose themselves. And when you find who you are, then you have an understanding of what you can do and that God has positioned you with a purpose. What is your supreme reason for being in this earth? What do I carry? What is it that I do for God? And and, and greater, what is it that I lead uh, that not only has eternal reward, and and uh, but what do I do for generations? I mean, for me, I'm 52 years old, a grandmother, and I, I am really... Standing in the position I stand because I believe in fighting for generations. And I believe that we all have something within us to use our gifts, our talents, our skills to bring greatness to God and glory to God and to humanity. And that's really, it's a lot about, it talks about my background and, you know, I didn't have the greatest resume. I didn't grow up in church. My father committed suicide when I was five years old, came from a as I had said, sexually and physically abused um, background, and yet God. I had a, an encounter with God when I was 18 years old that radically changed my life. And I put my nose in His Word and found what real truth is, because it, it, especially in today's culture, there's so many voices that are screaming out. Hollywood is, you know, I mean, media is like crazy. Institutions are all kinds of systems that are screaming out answers. And all those answers are opinionated, but beneath the surface of all that volume is where the central truth lies, and that is the infallible Word of God. And and that's where I encourage people to say, you know, what what is it that God has to say? Because when we vote, we should vote our values. We should vote according to what we believe God has to say. Well, uh, Dan, uh, you had some more questions. Jump in there, my friend. I did. I did real quick, uh, Pastor. Um, uh, I I have a foundation that my wife and I started called Songs and Stories for Soldiers, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 request for that foundation came to me from the Lord. He told me what he, I needed to help his veterans, and he, he named the foundation, and we've been living under that for five years, and we're over a hundred facilities around the country, and over fifteen thousand. MP3 players have been distributed, but it's because the Lord identified. And and when I travel around the country, uh, people ask me, so how did you start your foundation? And I tell everybody, listening for the Lord. Because I believe that the Lord speaks to all of us, but sometimes some of us don't open our ears to hear what he has to say. And And if you listen for what he has to say, he will give you the guidance that you need to, to do whatever you need to do in your life. I believe that. I preach that. I'm not a preacher. I just believe in what the, believe in the Lord and what he's done in my life and what he's doing in tens of thousands of veterans because he inspired us to start the foundation. I, I want to move back to the subject matter because I, I, I do have incredible just a couple though, of questions. What? I said that's incredible, Dan. I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't want to interrupt, but I'm just very moved and uh thank you for the great work that you're doing and and for your obedience to the lord because i believe that that god does each one of us and and it's taking that step of faith and obeying yes yeah you have to um so what i was going to say is perhaps off the air we could exchange emails or i can get it through jim or contacts and and i can send you the, the commentary that i just did and others and maybe we can uh Workouts. I can work with you in your program, and you can work with me in my program. But anyway, we'll deal with that that. later. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back as as really important to me. 
Um, and I know that uh, for the longest time, uh, I was a lone wolf in the presidential election. I kept saying to people, I, I wrote a story, Pastor, uh, that uncovered the major flaws in the polling data for CNN early on in the presidential primaries. And it was, I wrote a story on it, got a lot of play, and it was how they were manipulating the database to oversample Democrats and actually oversampled Democrats and undersampled Republicans even below uh, independence in order to get the result that they want. And I kept saying to people, look at the crowds. Look at the people that are going to his events. Look at the ones that are going to Hillary's. And here we are last night in was Jonesboro, Tennessee, or wherever it was. Johnson, Tennessee. Yeah, 60,000 people show up yeah. to want to hear what he had to say. And again, I think that they, yeah, there was, a, I guess, an enormous traffic jam with 60,000 people. But it, but right. the, 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 um, the desire of the American people, I, I, I tell this story, uh, I, I told it at a couple events over this past weekend with veterans. And I, when I was growing up, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and my grandfather had a uh, 47 Dodge Coupe. It's a two-door with no back seat, and he built some wooden stools so that me and my younger sister could sit in the car. And he, the, I remember to this very day the first time he took us to the homemade ice cream store. And I remember I can taste it now. And that the, the sweetness of that ice cream is something that I've always remembered the rest of my life, and I always prefer homemade ice cream. The analogy, though, Pastor, is American people, perhaps for the first time in their lives, are experiencing the sweetness of success, mm, of having a I job. I love that. Paying, paying their bills, and for the Democrats to want to ask them to give it up, take back the tax benefits, build the bigger central government, and have a lower quality of life, once you have tasted success, you fight very hard to keep it. And I think that the idea of that there's a blue wave coming is concocted. And I did a, a commentary not too long ago why the Democrats can't tell the truth. And they don't tell the truth. They don't tell the truth to their constituents. They don't tell the truth to the people. They have, they have to lie. So with that little diatribe as a background, where is your faith group in the midterms? Uh, very strong. I, I think people are going to be surprised. I think um, that, you know, they, they, they tried to predict, of course, that we'll lose the House, that we will you know, have the traditional. But we saw down in a small district already in Texas that has had a stronghold of a Democratic seat um, be overturned, what, about two or three weeks ago to everyone's surprise. I think that might be a glimpse of what is ahead of us, and I think this is why um, there's so much fight. I, I, I tell people all the time what we really need to do to get things done is we need 38 seats in the House and nine in the Senate. If we get that, then we're not going to have those obstructions that we're dealing with. We're not going to continue right. to have them. People think, well, does my vote matter? We know that um, if it's not a, a, a presidential ticket, typically it's half the vote. I don't think so this time. I think that the, the base is going to be incentivized. They are, uh, in fact, everything that's happening with Kavanaugh right here is stirring people up. I mean, when they begin to recognize it, even like we, we talked about um, 
I think it's Wall Street Journal would put out um, very much what you're saying, that the real Democratic goal was to push the confirmation vote past Election Day. This election right. is huge because they can spare their own incumbents running for re-election, and, and it would literally put us, they would try to block any kind of confirmation until they could take over the Senate in January. Um, and right. it, what would happen is if the Supreme Court is divided 4-4, it would be into 20 21 at least. So Senate Republicans have to understand that these are the real political stakes. And I believe right. that people are waking up, getting the information, hearing. We know what would happen if if um, we did lose the House, they would immediately right. go to each um, president, right. which means this, because we use these words that, oh, that sounds horrible. It is called one huge distraction. Because mm-hmm. that huge distraction, when it would get to the Senate, he would he would pass he would win and because there's there's no collusion there's <laughs> he calls it a witch hunt all the crazy stuff that we've seen like where people are actually seeing it with Kavanaugh and what's going on here again the same right. thing um, to hold up a yeah. Supreme Court nominee to do what we're to go through what um, they're going through I think the stakes are so high so we say yes when you get out to vote your vote counts like two <laughs> Because right. because most people don't show up at the midterms, but I believe this is going to be different. I think people recognize right. the impact on their daily lives, the impact on um, everything. When you talk about the economy, I have the privilege of meeting people. We've had over 3 million people come off food stamps. I mean, we had mm-hmm. had sixteen million on welfare. Over eight million are um, able-bodied. We actually have more jobs than we have people um, at right. work right now, and we are rapidly doing that. Never seen this kind of unemployment. Real tax dollars, real tax breaks are putting a thousand to two thousand dollars back in the American workers, the, the middle class pocket. That's a huge difference. That that is significant for every family. I mean, it's the sweetness of success. It, it really is. And then I'm helping working on other issues that are so important to us, especially in the church. As you work with veterans, I, yeah, I mean, I think everyone sees our president's love for military and what he's done mm-hmm. to build economically. But I get to work on issues with the um, Office of American Innovation with stuff like prison reform. And, again, something that's just, kind of being held up, right, uh, that, that it's like what we, what we did is the president's really embraced, uh, Jared's really helping lead this effort, and we're making a huge difference. They recognize what happens when you put the faith base alongside of um, great companies and businesses alongside of government, not government handouts, not government money, but government removing the regulations. I always said if he's going to be known for anything, he'll be known for the regulations he's removed. So instead of taking 15 agencies and bureaucracies to build a building, now you have to only go through three. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of a simple way right. of thinking. But he he's unraveling all the nonsense, all the government tie-up and tape and everything. And people are starting to see through it. I hope they are. And I, I know right. from grassroots, and from programs like yours and us getting on and just having conversation, people can hear because mm-hmm. this really does affect. We should be able to make school choices and 
our, our STEM programs and prison reform. And uh, the president will be working on his uh, prosperity and economic plan for all Americans, uh, looking at some of the hardest-hit areas and transforming lives with every department activated and being a part of that. Uh, there's so much that is happening. I literally have his accomplishments, sheets of accomplishments, and they are, they're not in front of me right now where I'd be reading off about, I mean, a hundred pages of just fine print of just bam, 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 thing after thing. And half the time it's never reported, Dan, as we know. Right. So it's like, you right. know, it's the life. It really is fake media. Uh, mm-hmm. When I started, right. uh, it started actually back, people say, well, how did this start? Um, let me go way back, and I'll bring it up um, real quick in the importance of the midterms. It started back 18 years ago when then Mr. Trump was watching me on television, and he called up out of the blue, and he said, um, you're fantastic. He said, um, and repeated to me verbatim, three of my sermons called The Value of Vision, and I thought, wow, he listens better than most of my congregation. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> one thing led to another, and I was up doing a Bible study with New York Yankees and some of uh, the people that I had. I had a church in New York as well, and and so I started. Uh, he asked me to come to his office and meet some of people that worked with him, from Norma to Rona to I mean, just all kinds of people. I started doing Bible study, the apprentice praying, and a relationship developed over the years with so many people in his world. Um, his family, as I said, uh, his his staff members became good friends. I mean, it really, I served not just as spiritual advisor to the president, but it, for me, it was an assignment from God to, I believe in living as a Christian before all people, but really felt like the Lord said, show him who I am. Now, that's not to minimize his own walks. came from his mother. It's very, very strong woman of God, Christian, praying. Fast forward to 2011 calls me up and says, Paula, I really am praying about um, running for president. And I've been thinking about it. He said, would you bring some pastors around to pray? We prayed for six hours, almost about 28, 30 of us. I, I know pastors that you can barely pray for six minutes with. <laughs> you know, here we are <laughs> with a multi-billionaire businessman at Trump Tower praying for six hours. The next day he said, what do you feel? And what do you feel in your spirit? And I said, I just don't feel it's the right time. He said, I don't either. He said, keep praying, keep praying. And so we did. We continued to pray and, and uh, then to about 2014 or so, he wanted me to bring some pastors around him, not not for their vote, not for, you know, here, get me elected. He wanted to hear. He's a great listener. He wanted to really hear. And he sat down with people and I watched some of them just jump on him and everyone had their opinion and we had, we had wonderful people there, but we had, it was very eclectic. We had everything from a wonderful Jewish rabbi to Catholic priest and evangelical to the African American community and they're all telling him what he should do and he just listened. He really listened and spoke and heard and heard what their heart was and we had these meetings over and over. Because he cared about the concerns of every community, of every community. I just happened to work deep within the faith community. And so I remember the first time we flew up, I, I was with him, John, my husband, and I were with him, and Jared Ivanka, First Lady, of course, and uh, Melania, and uh, Mr. Trump at that time, now President Trump. We went to Liberty University, and he got up and 
spoke, and that was the two Corinthians thing. That was because someone actually told him. I, I went up and I prayed over him. And he was going up on stage, and I went to sit with Melania and John and Jared and Blanca and Jerry and Becky, and, and I sat down, uh, came back, and, and Corey said, uh, he got off it, he said, it's Second Corinthians. Um, and he said, well, that's not what he told me. And somebody had actually told him, get up and say, two Corinthians, and I said, sir, second. And, of course, the media made such fodder of it. But even greater was I sat and watched the television. And I watched me sitting there, and I sit there and go, if I wasn't sitting there, I, I wouldn't believe it. And then rally after rally, the same thing. I would watch people, and I thought, I turned to John one day, I said, I think these people are being paid. You know, I really did. I said, they're disruptors, because they would disrupt and then laugh about it. And, and then I'd watch the media take one thing out of media. I mean, I, I remember an event in Florida, Dan, and there was mm-hmm. a lady that had out, unfortunately. And then Mr. Trump stopped the entire rally and waited. And he would do three-fourths of these a day, as we all know. I mean, just nonstop work. And he stopped. Want to make sure all paramedics got her. She's taken care of. And, I mean, this created, it wasn't like, oh, get her out of the way. It was, he really cared. Walked down, want to make sure she was okay. Um, took about an hour interruption or so which, of course, would delay the next rally, et cetera, et cetera. Media never showed that, never reported on it, never it was as if it was non-existent, and they would take one thing so out of context. And I just sat there and scratched my head and said, if I wasn't really in this, I would think, I don't know what I'd think. But I think they've almost taken it so far now that the American people are starting to wake up. At least I pray so. I pray that every veil is removed and we can see and make intelligent and more so God-fearing decisions um, for what is right in our country and for generations. We've got a... Uh, Jim, how much longer do we have this lady? Uh, well, uh, Paula, do, do you have a little bit more time with us here or, or, or do you have to jet? Um, I've got a few more minutes, and okay, I'll well, have to get out. Um, well, well, well let, let's do this. Uh, I want to go to IQ Al Rizzoli. We haven't heard from him the entire uh, broadcast here. IQ, what, what, what do you make of Paula, and, and do you have any questions or anything? No, I would like to make a comment. Well, I can't disagree with either of them, as you know. With Dan Perkins, I wouldn't even dare. <laughs> <laughs> but what we had was not a monkey trial. It was an inquisition. And what the Democrats have been doing was beneath contempt. I mean, look, I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm in Europe, and I'm looking at this. And I can't honestly believe how depraved they have become. This is a shut case. It's a close. It's very simple. 3,500 years ago in the Bible, they tell you if there are two witnesses, if they don't agree on a time or they don't agree on a date of the event, the case is dismissed. Check it. It's, in, it's biblical. In here, nothing can be agreed upon. She doesn't remember anything. All she knows is that she was, uh, Kavanaugh was going to attempt, was attempting to rape her. Well, you know, 35 years, 26 years ago, and now uh, every worm, every gutter snipe is coming out from the sewer to say, oh yeah, he was trying to rape this and rape that. Why for 35 years nobody ever came? Nobody. All of a sudden, everybody is coming. So what I'm getting at, it should have been finished a week ago. They should have voted him in 
and it doesn't matter what the Democrats say or do. Second thing, America is going downhill with what is happening now. Literally going downhill. I honestly hope that both Dan and the lady are correct. That enough Americans will have the decency and the courage to go out and vote. If they are on wheelchairs, they have to go out and vote. If they are on crutches, they have to go out and vote. Because if by any chance the Democrats win, America is finished. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. So, uh, Amen to that. I, I, yeah, let me, Jim, let me ask uh, one more question. And, uh, yes. And she's yes. only got two hours sleep, so uh, we need to get her so she yes, gets Sorry sleep. about that, Dan. Yeah, and, and Jim, do you have her contact information? Yes, I uh, I, I sent you an okay. email uh, just a few moments okay. ago. You, you, you've got her information now, but uh, go, go, go ahead. Pastor, I'm going to ask you a question that I, I'm going to make a bold statement and say that nobody has asked you this question yet. You ready? Okay. I, I hope what is so. Don- <laughs> what is Donald, what do you think, based on your knowledge of him, what do you think Donald Trump is going to do when he finishes his second term? Mm, that's a great question. I think he is going to continue to build legacy and generations. He is a he's he's not going to stop. Um, he just won't. He never has. I, I've watched him for years. And in what way he does that, I mean, we've seen over his lifespan him do that from being a businessman and a builder, whether it's golf courses or hotels or TV program, and now as a president. You know, Dan, I I went in one day, and and he had just finished negotiating the contract for uh, Gucci in the bottom of where he is on Fifth Avenue. And I was he was going over the details of it, and I just thought, this is unbelievable. And he thought to me, every time he would open his mouth and he would talk, I'd say to him, you think more kingdom than most preachers I know. You think very um, succession, generational. And and for him, this really is. Sometimes people will mischaracterize his phone, etc. He's a fighter. If you punch, he's going to hit back. He doesn't start that fight. But he certainly has the courage to stand up and and many people initially would always say he's a voice for the voiceless and that's what he really is i think i put it like this um i remember being in one of those meetings and someone said what america needs is a, a superman now i believe that that i'll put it this analogy god has put the the, the uh, cape on him but the people built the phone booth he's just like any of us who are a vessel that is used by god um, being used by God right now to stand for righteousness. I mean, we haven't even started to talk about all the, the pro-life. I mean, how what all he has done, the economy, the judiciary, um, foreign policy, keeping his promise with Israel, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital, moving the embassy there, and doing it for $400,000. Since I've known him, he's a builder. He's a builder of lives. He's a builder of people. He's a builder of righteousness. He's a builder of things. I think he'll construct uh, and reconstruct infrastructure-wise that we'll see it tangibly, material, economically. We'll see it. We'll see it judiciary. But in the end, you'll see it in people's lives. 
And I could sit here for another hour and tell you story after story of times that I've known just people randomly calling, uh, Trump Tower calling the office. And he, he would always say when I was there in town, and that they would say, hey, I'd call and let everyone know. They'd say, come on in. And I'd sit in the office and I'd think, well, they're going to kick me out. <laughs> but it'd be hours later and I'd just sit like fly on the wall. And um, I would be able to observe and hear and watch. And what I would see is a man that never let people know what the right hand was letting the left hand know. And what I mean by that, if somebody called in, I remember someone called and I think this story became public. Um, their child had cancer and the insurance was not going to pay for it and uh, they couldn't get a plane and they needed an emergency transplant. And so he didn't even hesitate. He said, send my plane. I, I took a girl up there one time, a lady up there by the name of Deborah George and a friend of mine, Lisa, and I introduced them to just some of my friends that were the staff there. And, and they went in and met Mr. Trump and I was talking to Lisa, talking to myself for a while. And then he turned around and he said, and what do you do? And she said, well, sir, I have a ministry that I go on the streets and I minister to prostitutes and I go in and, and see their lives changed into the homeless and I mean, before she could even continue her story, he said, Rona, grab my checkbook. I mean, it was that fast and wrote out a very, very large check. He looked, he goes, that's real ministry. And I mean, I, I just, I could continue to tell um, so many stories that I've watched that really shape over a lifetime um, the character. I can tell you stories about his children, which I think everybody should look at his children deeply and see the evidence there and the story of his staff and the longevity of people around him. So as long as I've known him, he's, he, he, he is he is a worker. I remember this last night, it was the last night, I think I went to the last, I didn't go to the very last rally at 2 a.m. I think I left off at the one at midnight. And he just looked up and he went, Truman. And I said, yes, he said, remember. So Truman, all and I said, uh, he said, um, everyone thought he wasn't going to win. And of course, they printed that, you know, the other contender had won. And, and, uh, at the end, Truman said, I'll outwork him. He's a worker. I've always known him to be one unless he's on the golf course. So I think he'll continue working and building, uh, people's lives for the better and generation. Well, well, Paula, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for being on our broadcast. Thank you. And I look so forward much. to talking to you soon. You too. And take care. Thank you for all the great work you guys are doing. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. There goes Get Paula White. And okay. uh she, Thanks, Dad. And uh, so, so IQ and Dan, as we continue on here, um, uh, IQ, what, 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 what do you think of uh, our guest today? Because Paula is amazing. I agree with you 100%. And the beauty of what she's doing, or what she's talking about, she, uh, she's so near to him, to Donald Trump. So she, maybe she is influenced by his friendship or not, but as a person who is observing the president's at close quarters, she can see that he's very active, he's very sincere. Any man who can listen to other people cannot be at fault. Definitely. People who never listen, pretend they are listening, but they don't actually listen, they are the most dangerous people. <laughs> you know I support Donald Trump, 100%. Yes, yes very Why much so. Why I support him 100%? Because whatever he said before he was elected 
was music to my ear. What was it? America great. Make her safe. Make her border safe. Do not bring illegal or legal people without literally checking their background, especially if they are Muslim. Yeah. All the things were exactly what I would have done if I were in power. So I support him. But the product, the result is not, it's not only his talk. I judge a man or a woman by their action, not by their, what they say. What they say is hot air. It's useless. It's with their action. Whatever he promised the American people he will do, he's doing. He promised them economically excellent jobs, unbelievable. Blacks and, yeah, and Hispanics, the, the, their numbers of unemployed is the lowest in, I, don't, I think, 40 or 50 years. Now, the question is, are they going to be grateful? That's my question. This is what bothers me all the time. Are enough Americans, doesn't matter which party they used to be, will they be grateful and understanding that he is doing the best for America? He is not running, he is running a business. America is a business company. It's a conglomerate. He is the CEO and the American people are the shareholders. Will they wake up in November to turn the tide red against the blue? I don't know. This is what bothers me. Back to you. Well, Dan, uh, what, 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 what do you make of this situation? Well, I, 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 I found her to be a, a, an amazing woman uh, who is um, apparently incredibly close to the president and, and has some degree of, uh, of influence, and maybe that's the wrong word. He has, she has, uh, has the ability to, to, to get his ear to talk about whatever she wants to talk about. And uh, and he is using her as a sounding board, as a counselor, whatever the whatever the right term is, is 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 not that important. But the question is, does it translate? As IQ was saying, does it translate to the voters going into the voting booth in November? And uh, I like IQ am concerned because. Um, we are such a divided country and I believe that the incident last week and what we're doing, um, you know, it, just to, if I could take a twist for you, Jim, just a, a quick idea. We, we, we have now the seventh investigation, uh, of a background check on judge Kavanaugh by the FBI. Number seven. Now, there were six before this, and there were not only were there six before this, there was a vetting number six in the vetting process took place before he was nominated by the president to be the successor for Justice Kennedy. So the last background check of Judge Kavanaugh was done within the last five months, okay? If the FBI, if the FBI has had six shots at this guy and they haven't turned anything up and they turn something up in this investigation, 
one has to ask the question, how good is the FBI? Because we're not, we're, we're, uh, we're talking, you know, and, and again, this is, the, the Democrats are masters at misleading the American people. There, this is not a criminal investigation. And because it's not a criminal investigation, uh, it is a background check because there have been no crimes that have been uh, suggested, no outstanding warrants, none of this, nothing there. There's nothing there in this situation. So the limitations, and I, I wrote a piece about this when it first started, that the FBI does not have jurisdiction here. It's local local law enforcement because until there's been a crime that's been claimed and filed with local law enforcement, there's really nothing for the FBI to do. So th this is not a criminal investigation, and those people who thought that what the Senate was suggesting was a criminal investigation, again, are terribly misinformed. This is an investigation to the allegations by these three people, and I think that we have about 99% of the information that the FBI is going to find is already known to us. So I, I don't expect to see any surprises. The last lady uh, this morning began to re recant her story. Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he may have been hanging around, but no, he didn't rape me. And, and, uh, and so that's going away. The middle one is, is um, again, under suspect, uh, not much credibility there. The thing that concerns me is that, and I heard uh, comment, I think Glenn Beck said it this morning on his show, we had Dr. Ford go to that hearing and was treated with respect, and we had Judge Kavanaugh, who was, they tried to destroy him. And, and so they're doing a, the, the Senate is doing a background investigation in Judge Kavanaugh, but nobody yet has, con has questioned the legality and the honesty and the integrity and the charges that Mrs. Ms. Ford has brought forward. And so we're, we are assuming, and this is where you have senators who are saying, and people on television are saying, the judge is not entitled to the process of innocent until proven guilty. It doesn't apply to him. Constitution applies to everybody. And so this is, this is causing... Uh, 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 to me, uh, a destruction of the Constitution. And I'm very concerned, even if Judge Kavanaugh is confirmed on Friday or Saturday, whenever the vote is, that the damage that's done, not so much to him, while it has been dramatic, um, that we have a situation where the judicial process is forever changed. We look at the, the long history of our country, and in, in, in a matter of 30 days, we've destroyed the past history of our country of fairness and objectivity because of a political agenda. And that, that's very sad to me that, as IQ was saying, we're losing our country. I, I'll tell you what. 
if enough Americans vote in the right way, the Democrats will have a very, very, very bad time for the next 30, 40 years. Look, all it needs is decent Americans, rational Americans, who believe that injustice was committed, and it was committed for the last over a month against Kavanaugh. They should all vote against uh, the Democrats. But all I say to those who are listening, you must go out and vote. If you are on crutches or you are wheelchairs, go out on, and vote because the future of America, the future of the Republic, the, the future of your children and grandchildren rests with you this time, in this November. And I am not exaggerating and I'm looking at it from the outside looking in. Back to you. I would say in, the, in the just a few moments we have left, I, I would follow what IQ is saying. And, and talk about the article that I wrote yesterday, that was appeared yesterday in Newsmax. And I, I said in that article, if my grandson, who's just in the first grade, kisses a girl and makes her cry, will he be forbidden forever to run for, for public office? Will he not be able to become a justice on the Supreme Court? Now, some people say I'm, I'm, I'm being absurd, but if we're looking at a time in this man's life when he was in high school, regardless of what he was doing, and we're saying that his behavior in high school disqualifies him for being a judge on the Supreme Court, what happened to the time when he graduated from law school and he's sitting there on the docket trying to win confirmation. The man's life work doesn't count. Only what he did in high school and maybe down to elementary school makes him uh, not acceptable. That's, that's fundamentally wrong. And our value system is under attack. And, uh, and I think I, I, I wrote, I was suspect, I was, I believe that this was part of the delaying tactic, which was a strategy that they were going to have and that they were going to go, uh, there'd be another person on, on Thursday night, there's going to be another another person's going to step up and the Democrats are going to say, we have to extend. And next week will be another one, they have to extend. And so they extend all the way past the, uh, the midterm elections. And so what I'm saying is, um, as I heard, I think uh, Rush say today, we got to put a stop to this. And McConnell came out on uh, two times today and said we're going to do something. And Jim, I'm sorry, I've got a, another interview that I've got to run to. Not a problem. Right we are gonna we are gonna wrap up. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, IQ. And uh, we will uh, do more next week. It is the Thursday edition of the world famous Shiggy Chigwire Radio Broadcast. Our thanks to Paula White. She is absolutely amazing. We were talking today about the attacks on Kavanaugh, also uh, talking about her book. And uh, Pastor Paula White is the personal minister and spiritual advisor to President J. Donald, Donald J. Trump. We've got more coming up on the other side, and we will talk to you tomorrow.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.